Well, hello and welcome to Bible Prophecy for today. This channel is where I discuss controversial topics and news headlines that you're not going to hear about in the mainstream media. And I do it all from a West Texans biblical point of view. Hey folks, welcome back to Bible Prophecy for today. Thank you guys for joining me this evening. And uh, sorry I did not get a video up on Sunday or I didn't get a podcast up on Sunday. Uh, it was a crazy, crazy day. So Sunday night was even crazier. So, but hey, wasting no time today. So, so much going on. So like my tagline said, is COVID a conspiracy and has it been uncovered? Maybe, maybe we're going to talk about that this evening. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about this evening. So uh, more stuff that I want to talk to you guys about today is going to be, let me skip on through here. Some other things I pulled up on my phone today, um, and it's at watch.org. If you guys haven't gone there, uh, watch.org is a fantastic website to go check out. And, uh, you know, okay, this is what kind of, kind of struck me, right? So Lapid there in Israel was in support for a Palestinian state, which is separate, you know, splits Jerusalem into two. And, you know, God is pretty, pretty serious when he says, don't ever do that. And so anyway, so uh, says Melanie Phillips, uh, Lapid's support for a Palestinian state compounds a disastrous error. As soon as it emerged that Israel's acting prime minister, Yair, Yair Lapid, uh, would tell the United Nations General Assembly this week that he supports the establishment of a Palestinian state. He was engulfed by outrage, incredulity, and dismay because he kept saying peace and safety, peace and safety. And so Israel keeps giving up more land, more this, more that for, quote, peace and safety. And the Bible talks a lot about what they'll say in the end times, talking about peace and safety. So critics charged that he was endangering Israel's security by seeking to establish a terrorist state on land to which Israel is lawfully entitled. This, they said, would incentivize yet more Palestinian terrorism. In his actual remarks, Lapid appeared to roll back from an earlier briefing by an official that he would say Israel must move forward uh, toward a two-state solution. Maybe as a SOP to his critics, um, he confined himself instead to bland support for a, quote, peaceful, unquote, Palestinian state. God, no, that's not true. That's a misnomer right there. But anyway, of course, they went after him for that. Right. So the study says nearly half of Israelis agree Iran nuke sites should be attacked even without U.S. support. And uh, they're going after Syria. Have you noticed that? They are doing a lot, a lot of bombing over there. So Iran's Revolutionary Guard strikes Kurds in Iraq as anti-regime protests rage we got a lot of stuff going on. So revealed how Iran took over Syria's secret missile production operation. Uh, this is at watch.org, folks. So it has become almost routine. Not a week goes by without some foreign media reporting on an alleged Israeli strike against Syria. Usually these attacks are under the cover of darkness to help Israeli aircraft, but also so as to minimize the potential harm to non-combatants. But they do happen in broad daylight as well as because sometimes the intelligence is actionable only if it is acted upon immediately or if it is determined that Syria would get the message much more resoundingly if they were carried out during the day. The Israeli public has become used to these reports, some of which are no longer reported in the Israeli media or just get minimal coverage. But the other side is very much engaged on this issue. 
it is true for Syria, where the strikes take out many of its assets, and it is true for Iran, which is perhaps the only reason for Israel's intense involvement in the northern arena and in Syria in particular. So, folks, you know, we need to pay special attention uh, to what's going on over in Syria and Israel and uh, on the borders over there. A lot of stuff going on, lots of stuff going on over there. So another thing we have going on right now, Hurricane Ian, or Ian, to begin delivering dangerous surge rain and wind impacts to Florida soon. This is posted uh, today. And uh, so it says Hurricane Ian strengthened into a Category 3 early Tuesday while hammering western Cuba and is now headed into the Gulf of Mexico for a dangerous strike on Florida. Ian rapidly intensified into a major hurricane at 2.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and then made landfall in western Cuba two hours later. It will emerge over the waters of the southeast Gulf of Mexico later today. Any final preparations for Ian in Florida should be rushed to completion today since conditions will deteriorate over the next 12 to 24 hours and our prayers are with florida and cuba and uh what else so that's our top news talking about more um hurricane center update that was 2 p.m to to let me see it says the 28th so let's check out that oh here we go it's hurricane ian this is coming from a bulletin uh so it is growing stronger in the southeastern gulf of mexico that was put out uh at 2 p.m so definitely need to be on the lookout for that so um if you guys want to check out watch.org that is bill koenig and uh, he was um uh, i think he was with the white house spokesperson for the white house so definitely check out watch.org a lot of good stuff there so more things i want to talk about uh rapture ready raptureready.com always has a lot of good stuff always has a lot of good stuff uh, on their website but quick like so one other thing i just came across newsweek today i saw it. it says u.s postal service or the usps caught tracking mail of second amendment advocates also got caught checking mail of trump supporters and maga supporters so guys if you think we lived in a free country here in the United States, we're learning pretty quickly that it's not so free, and they have been keeping tabs on us. That's what I was afraid of. Like, a friend of mine had told me, I think my brother told me a while back, too, several years ago, um, that, you know, be careful what you say, be careful what you do, be careful what you sub subscribe to, especially on Facebook, whatever you say on Facebook, because they continuously watch that. So I'm not very uh, political on my Facebook page. I used to be. Uh, years ago but I'm not really so much anymore I just kind of post pictures of my dog <laughs> and stuff like that um, but yeah so you got to be very careful what what you do what you say because we're being tracked and um, uh, you're being tracked I'm being tracked right we're all being tracked of course we all know that now but years ago I don't think we really understood how um how far they were going to go like you know once we figured out that our phones were listening to us oh it's just for advertising purposes yeah sure this social security number no it's not tied to your identity years ago remember all that yeah so anyway we'll, we'll get into a little bit of that uh we got some more stuff to talk about uh the tribulation temple clock is ticking terry james you guys know i like terry james a lot and he posts a lot on Rapture Ready as, as well. One thing I did want to hit on here was Murderopolis. This is ground zero for defund the police movement now suffering horrendous crime rave. This is at RaptureReady.com. 
In the mid-1990s, the murder rate was so high in Minneapolis that it earned the nickname Murderopolis. Now, more than two years after the Democrat stronghold turned into ground zero for the, quote, defund the police, quote, movement after the murder of George Floyd, Murderopolis is back. Yes, folks, and another thing, guys, this ought to catch y'all's attention. So NASA crashes DART spacecraft into asteroid in the world's first planetary defense test. For the first time in history, a spacecraft from Earth has crashed into an asteroid to test a way to save our planet from extinction. The spacecraft NASA Double Asteroid Rendezvous Test, or DART, probe slammed into a small asteroid 7 million miles, or 11 million kilometers, from Earth to not September 26th, in what the U.S. Space Agency has billed as the world's first planetary defense test. The goal? To change the orbit of the space rock called Dimorphos, or Dimorphos, around its larger asteroid parent Didymos, enough to uh, enough to prove humanity could deflect a dangerous asteroid if one was headed for Earth. Brings back a movie. Do you guys remember that one movie? Oh my gosh, what was his name um, was in it? I'm so terrible with names in movies. I'm just terrible. But anyway, I think there's a movie about that. But anyway, it says Southern Cal heat wave to bring triple-digit temperatures throughout Wednesday. Los Angeles triple-digit temperatures are returning to some parts of Southern California again as another heat wave makes its way to the region in the coming days. Excessive heat warnings and advisories were issued for inland areas through midweek with maximum temperatures predicted to reach 103 degrees in foothills and valleys. The FBI allowed a judge to drill into 1,400 Beverly Hills safety deposit boxes. Lawsuit says the FBI was able to crack open more than 1,400 safety deposit boxes in Beverly Hills, California, taking more than $86 million in personal possessions from hundreds of people in 2021. Now, a lawsuit is alleging the FBI deceived the judge who signed off the warrant for their controversial raid. In a March 2021 raid, FBI agents went through various safe boxes at the U.S. private vaults in Beverly Hills. The federal agency has continued to hold on to millions in seized items which they claimed were tied to unspecified crimes. The Institute for Justice has since filed a lawsuit on behalf of several of the box holders demanding their return. Underwater volcano eruption blasted water vapor into the stratosphere. The study says the submarine volcano Hunga Tonga Hunga Haipa, located in the Pacific Ocean and northeast of Fiji, reported blasted approximately 50 teragrams or 50 million metric tons of water vapor into the air stratosphere shortly after it erupted on January the 15th of this year, according to a recent study. More comes from uh, several Iranian government websites are down anonymous claims responsibility. Several Iranian governments and state-owned websites have been taken down by anonymous. The international activist hacker group says in a move of support for nationwide protests that followed the death of a 22-year-old woman following her arrest by the morality police. The website of the Iranian presidency, the government-affiliated Fars News Agency, and the Forensic Medical Research Center of Iran are among the hacked websites that are currently 
unavailable. USPS spied on the MAGA protesters, right-wing groups, gun rights activists, and documents show. So the U.S. Postal Service spied on MAGA protesters, gun rights activists, and other right-wing groups between the late 2020 and the year 2021, according to records obtained by the Washington Times. MAGA is former President Donald Trump's slogan, meaning Make America Great Again. Patrick Eddington, a senior fellow at the Cato Institute, obtained heavily redacted files detailing the USPS surveillance activity from September of 2020 to April of 2021, which included a secret effort to surveil social media known as the Internet Covert Operations Program, or ICOP. Yep. Is America preparing the way for a one-world ruler? For a time, he will deliver exactly what he has promised, peace, prosperity, security, hope. But once he has the world in his grip, he will remove the mask of the Messiah-like peacemaker and reveal himself as a ruthless dictator. Above all, he will deny that Jesus is the only one worthy to be worshipped. Instead, he will demand that the world worships him. Our world is already being prepared for the Antichrist. There are countless forces today that would normally oppose each other, yet they have joined forces in their opposition to Jesus Christ. They are united in their denial that Jesus is the only way of salvation. So as Hurricane Ian nears Cuba on path to strike Florida as a Category 4, Hurricane Ian was growing stronger as it approached the western tip of Cuba on Monday, on a track to hit the west coast of Florida as a major hurricane as early as Wednesday. Ian was forecast to hit Cuba as a major hurricane and then become an even stronger Category 4 with top winds of 140 miles per hour over warm gulf of mexico waters before striking florida along a stretch of coast including the tampa bay area putin grants russian citizenship to edward snowden president vladimir putin has granted russian citizenship to former u.s secretary contractor edward snowden according to a decree signed by the russian leader on monday snowden is one of 75 foreign nationals listed by the decree as being granted russian citizenship the decree was published on an official government website russian military recruiter shot amid fears of ukraine call-up a young man shot a Russian military officer at close range at an enlistment office Monday in an unusual bold attack reflecting resistance to the Russian leadership's effort to mobilize hundreds of thousands of men to wage war on Ukraine. In more news, Italy shifts to the right as voters reward Melanie's party. A party with neo-fascist roots has won the most votes in Italy's national election, setting the stage Monday for talks to create of the country's first far-right-led government since World War II, with Giorgia Milani at the helm as Italy's first woman premier. Russian Orthodox Church absolves Russian soldiers dying in Ukraine. There's more news there. And what else we have going on? New Zealand Prime Minister calls for a global censorship system, referring to a global censorship coalition as a light-touch approach to disinformation. Oh, I don't remember. I remember um, somebody named Prince Charles back in February of this year talking about, I don't know, a military-style campaign to um, control disinformation. Folks, I'm just going to tell you, you might want to wake up uh, and smell uh, the tyranny because it's coming for you and me. Folks, it's already here. 
Uh, it's been here for a while, but they're now actually kind of showing us what their plans are. So, what else do we have? Um, so, Florida issues strong response to credit card companies moving to track gun and ammo sales. The state of Florida has a message for major uh, credit card companies and payment processors who have either announced they will begin assigning a special code to gun and ammo sales for the purpose of tracking them or preparing to do so. It's a bad idea. What else we have going on? We're ready to team up with Russia, Z tells Putin. At the recent Shanghai Cooperation Organization Summit in Uzbekistan, Xi told Putin that we're ready to team up with Russia and the two countries perform joint naval patrols and military drills in the Pacific Ocean just hours before the conference. If you guys watched my uh, episode a few weeks ago, maybe it was a month ago, uh, it's actually on Rumble. You can actually watch that one. I actually show video of India and Russia and uh, Chinese and these different troops actually performing drills and practicing together. So, yes. So, the red flag pro-American organization slam NBC for hinting at censor- censoring speech in text messaging. Folks, I'm telling you. Ah, free speech is not as free as it used to be. So three pro-American organizations flayed on NBC News report last week that called for its censorship of text messages in one of the latest leftist rallying cries against so-called, quote, disinformation, unquote. Folks, <laughs> if you're telling the truth, they're going to say disinformation, disinformation. And they've turned into little bullies. If you notice, they rally all their little people, their little brainwashed sheeple uh, on the Internet. And they'll come after you. Oh, my gosh, this disinformation. You people don't know. Oh, my gosh. And they'll bully, 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 bully you. And they'll talk louder than you. And they'll scream at the top of their voice. And they'll call you a racist. Because that's the only thing they have to come against you with. They don't know facts. They don't know the truth. They only know what they read or what they're told. So they don't know how to go do any research for themselves. They don't know how to do that. Folks, if your kids are in school. And they're being taught this indoctrinating crap. I'm going to tell you something. You need to teach your children how to research for themselves. How to go out and read how to read between the lines, how to critically think, how to think critically for themselves, because critical thinking is, you would think, it's almost like common sense, and common sense is not so common. My mom used to say, not everybody got common sense, you know. You can be book smart, but that don't mean you got common sense. So teach your kids both, right? But they're coming, they're coming for the truth. And uh, they've already, it's like a war on truth globally a world a, a, a war on truth and so one thing i did want to get back to don't i'm gonna try not to forget that is the truth on the covid conspiracy you know what let's jump onto that right now because if not i'll probably forget you guys know me at add so anyway this is frontpagemag.com frontpagemag.com i'm gonna get a drink of my coffee hold on one moment mm. almost says pause for this commercial break while i drink my coffee <laughs> mm. Alrighty then, so COVID conspiracy covered. I don't know if you guys drink kick-ass coffee. It's called kick-ass or kick-horse coffee, and they have a really good one. It's called kick-ass, and it's my favorite. Um, It's smooth-lit, chocolatey, velvety. It's very good. So if you guys uh, get a chance to check out Kicking Horse Coffee, go check out some good, good coffee. Equal Exchange, they've got very good coffee too. So anyway. Moving right along, COVID conspiracy uncovered. So, quote, everyone had to agree to the narrative 
unquote, says former CDC director Dr. Robert Redfield. This was posted September the 26th, 2022. It's written by Lloyd Billingston. I'm sorry, Lloyd Billingsley, Lord Billingsley. So it's moving right along here. So, quote, the potential for conspiracy is really on the other side. The conspiracy is former National Institute of Health Director Francis Collins Fauci and the established scientific community that has acted in an anti- way to science. So said Dr. Robert Redford, former director of the Centers for Disease Control, in a September 15th interview with Paul Thacker's Disinformation Chronicle newsletter. According to the Redford, everyone had to agree to the narrative enforced by Dr. Anthony Fauci and other health officials that the COVID-19 virus came from a wet market, unquote, in Wuhan and not the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Uh, and Dr. Fauci clearly misled Congress about funding dangerous gain-of-function research at the WIV. Dr. Everett, a former U.S. Army physician, founded the Military's Department of Retroviral Research, co-founded the University of Maryland's Institute of Human Virology, and served as the Chief of Infectious Diseases at the University of Maryland School of Medicine. While in the military and at UM, Redford worked with Chinese CDC, and as he told Thacker, viruses get out of labs, that's just the nature of the beast. After going on record that, quote, the most likely etiology of this pathology in Wuhan was from a laboratory, Redford was ostracized and got death threats. The narrative that the Wuhan wet market was the origin of the pandemic was the official position of the ruling Chinese Communist Party in early 2020. It was also advanced by Dr. Anthony or Dr. Nancy Messonier of the CDC's National Center for Immunization and Respiratory Diseases and who began her career with CDC's Epidemic Intelligence Service. Now, I don't know if you guys know where Dr. Anthony Fauci started his career and we may be able to talk about a little bit later on in this program or i may do a program about him altogether because folks it was quite shocking and i don't have the facts in front of me right now or the article in front of me right now where i would talk about it but i don't want to give out any wrong information i don't want to be with the misinformation people anyway Back to the article. Just give you a little taste of what may be coming up. Anyway, so in a series of telephone briefings for reporters, Dr. Messonier, I'm sure I'm murdering her name, but anyway, identified the Wuhan market as a source of the deadly new virus, uh, for which she said there was no immunity. <laughs> really? I think we should compliment the Chinese on the early recognition of the respiratory outbreak center in the Wuhan market, Messonier told reporters, and how rapidly they were able to identify it as a novel coronavirus. Maybe it came from their lab. Anyway, Dr. Messonier, whose bio shows no advanced degrees in biochemistry or molecular biology, offered no scientific data to back her statements. Messonier gave way to Dr. Anthony Fauci, a decision Dr. Redford told Thacker made by the Federal Department of Health and Human Services, HHS. It was not that Trump White House blocking the CDC from publicly addressing the pandemic. It was HHS. He said, in the early stages, Redford attempted to get a CDC team into China and investigate whether the pandemic started from a lab accident. At that point, Redford was cut out of the meetings by Fauci, chief enforcer of the Chinese narrative. Fauci and NIH boss Collins both lied about funding gain-of-function research at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. While being funded by U.S. dollars, the WIV also received a cargo of deadly pathogens from Canada's National Microbiology Laboratory, courtesy of Dr. Jingzhou Qi, a 
a uh, Chinese national who once headed the special pathogens program at the NML. In 2017-18 alone, Dr. Q made at least five trips to the WIV. The pathogens that Dr. Q brought there included the Ebola Macona, three varieties, the Myinga, the Kikwit, Ivory Coast, Bundy, I'm not even sure to pronounce that, Bagulio, Sudan, Boniface, Sudan, Gulu, M.A. Ebov, G.B. Ebov, G.B. Sudan, Hendra, Nipah, Malaysia, and Nipah, Bangladesh. Do- one of Dr. Q's biggest defender is former NML colleague Gary Kopinger, who now heads the Galveston National Laboratory, a creation of Dr. Fauci's NIAID. The GNL worked with the new Wuhan Institute of Virology, and previous GNL director James LeDunk, LeDuck, <laughs> helps WIV uh, scientists avoid scrutiny over China's role in the pandemic. LeDuck signed three agreements to destroy files, materials, and equipment even after the deals had expired. Back in January of 2017, Dr. Fauci said there was no doubt that Donald Trump would be confronted with a surprise infectious disease during his presidency. Prophecy is not science, but reporters show little, if any, curiosity about what Dr. Fauci knew and when he knew it. According to Redfield, Dr. Fauci clearly misled Congress on the funding of -of gain-of-function research at the WIV. In early uh, 2020, Fauci opposed President Trump's ban on travel from China and, like Dr. Messonnier, was careful to compliment China. Biden's, uh, Biden's CDC boss, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, described Messenger as a true hero. But in May of 2021, she suddenly resigned from the CDC. Dr. Messonnier moved on to the Skoll Foundation, where she serves as executive director for pandemic prevention and health systems. Dr. Fauci, who's 81, plans to leave government in December, and that calls for serious reflection. Fauci is a medical doctor who first does harm. His bio shows no advanced degrees in biochemistry or molecular biology, yet he claims to represent science. This Lisinski figure has been in government for more than 50 years, wielding executive lever power. Biden jokes that Fauci is the real president, but never once having to face the voters. And in all that time, Fauci has never been subjected to a serious congressional investigation. Never ha- uh, neither have Nancy Messonnier, Francis Collins, James LeDuc, Gary Kobinger, and other players in the, quote, established scientific community that has acted in an antithetical way to science, unquote. As Dr. Redfield explained, the man who got death threats, ought to know. While the probes wait, one reality remains clear. The struggle against the white coat supremacy is the struggle of memory against forgetting. Guys, you can go check the article out at frontpagemag.com. It's Lloyd Billingsley. Lloyd Billingsley is the author of Yes, I Con, <laughs> United Fakes of America, Barack em Up, A Literary Investigation, Hollywood Party, and numerous other works. Go check him out. He's uh, got some good information, great information. So that was one I definitely wanted to touch on before I forgot. So Tribulation Temple Clock is ticking, guys. If this Red Heifers, they sent some Red Heifers from Texas to Israel. You know that. And uh, within a year, they said, if these Red Heifers, I mean, if they keep growing, they don't have the white hairs or any gray or anything, they're going to be able to do uh, uh, sacrifices within a year on the Temple Mount. Things are getting 
So Israeli elections, Benjamin Netanyahu is poised for a 2022 victory. That would be fantastic. That I really do like Netanyahu. And uh, man, I tell you what. So Air Force wokeism awarding purple ribbons for dropping mom and dad. In an exclusive story, Fox News reported the cadets at the United States Air Force Academy are being forced to sit through a diversity and inclusion class in which they are advised to use person-centered and gender-neutral language. So, words such as parent or caregiver should replace mom and dad. You can continue that article if you'd like to. Um, I think I did a program on this. I did a, a YouTube video. So, guys, if you wonder why I'm not commenting on, I get a lot of comments on a couple of my videos that are on YouTube. Cat Kerr is one of them, and uh, John MacArthur. So, I get a bunch, bunch of comments. So, I got another strike on one of my videos there on YouTube, which I fairly, fairly post on there anymore because of that. But this one went all the way back a year ago. Uh, they dug this little bad boy out. It had a whole whole whopping 11 views and i got got for misinformation and so i can't post or do anything but guys check it out on rumble i'm gonna start putting more stuff on rumble um i mean for me youtube is just it's nothing i it yeah you know anyway so moving right along the current crime wave is unlike any other experience in america this guys i did want to talk about so it says uh, this is the american thinker and it says no this is something different it's one thing to rage against the machine it's another to commit violence against citizens particularly when they're unsuspecting innocent or compliant victims this is today's issue which we see taking place across the country from urban jungles like New York City to Midwestern communities like Salt Lake City. Folks, even here in Amarillo, Texas, our crime wave here in this city is unbelievable. Now, look, you know, you might think a little bitty Amarillo, Texas is a teeny tiny little town. We're like number five on the FBI's most dangerous cities to live in the state of Texas. We are very dangerous. I think we've moved on up to number four this year. Um, pretty bad. We even had a shooting um, at our fair, at the state fair this year. Pause for one moment while I take a drink of this coffee. <laughs> mm. Yes, folks. I had a girl used to, a friend of mine used to, I don't know if she still listens to this podcast. Her name is June. She lives out there in California. California, yay. And she always used to tell me, she goes, I can always tell when you take a drink of your coffee. So now I'm just going to tell you, taking a drink of my coffee. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, this is the American Thinker. And it was by uh, Vince Coiner. Vince Coiner. And uh, let's see here. I'm going to increase the font. I know you guys know me. If you don't know me yet, I am blind as a bat. And uh, I read by sonar. So anyway, the current crime wave is unlike any ever experienced in America. This past week, New Orleans reclaimed the title of America's deadliest city after seeing murders jump 141% over the last couple of years. In New Orleans, the murder rate is a staggering 52 per 100,000 people. That compares to the national average of 6.9, the highest has been in a quarter century. In the 50 per 100,000 in Venezuela, the most dangerous country in the world. If New Orleans was an outlier, it would be a shame. The fact that it's not is a tragedy. Instead, New York, Chicago, Portland, LA, San Francisco, Philadelphia, and other American cities are a part of the club. Crime has been going up across America over the last two years, in most cases dramatically. We've always had crime in America. Such is the price of freedom. But what we are experiencing today is something altogether different. It's not just crime. America can sometimes be a dangerous place. Everyone knows working the midnight shift at a convenience store 
more is riskier than working the day shift at your local library. Just as common sense tells you the odds of getting into a fight in a bar on a Saturday night are far higher than at church on Sunday morning. And to be clear, this is not Antifa thugs and BLM cultists burning down cities. Protests, even violent protests, has been part of American history since its founding and is mainly event-driven. Like Shays' Rebellion, the Vietnam War protests, the riots after MLK's assassination, or the acquittal of the police in the Rodney King video. No, this is something different. It's one thing to rage against the machine. It's another to commit violence against citizens, particularly when they are unsuspecting, innocent, or compliant victims. This is today's issues, which we see taking place across the county. From urban jungles like New York City to Midwestern communities like Salt Lake City. He goes on to say, What America is experiencing today is exponentially worse than the typical crime that America is used to. And the truth is, young black men and increasingly young black women are perpetuating most almost from fraud although far from all of it. Violence is not only going to a new level in terms of frequency, but also its locals. It's no longer limited to dark corners or deserted parking lots. It now occurs in the middle of the regular hustle and bustle of American daily lives. It's taking place in broad daylight in full view of video cameras, often with others videoing the carnage to share on social media. Violent crime occurs on Main Street USA in schools, drugstores, fast food, restaurants, subway platforms, high-end retail stores, and of course, homes. We see large groups of young people blitzing stores, grabbing merchandise off of shelves, and running out with smiles on their faces. We see shoplifters methodically clear store shelves of merchandise and simply stroll out the door, unconcerned about getting stopped or arrested, and often assaulting employees all the way along the way. Moreover, an element of violence seems unprecedented in its scale. Almost daily, we see random innocent people on subways or stairs or in restaurants getting shoved, kicked, and punched. We see fast food workers attacked as customers come over around counters and spark mayhem. We see bus drivers attacked, shop owners beaten, and cops spat on. Indeed, we see countless instances where robbers beat or shoot victims, even after taking whatever they were after. We also read daily of innocents of all ages killed in the crossfires while sleeping in their beds, standing uh, in a bar, or sitting in their cars. There also seems to be a racial element to this new crime wave, with black perpetrators targeting a disproportionate number of white or Asian victims. Make no mistake, though, now, as always, the single largest group of victims of this crime wave is black citizens. The question is, why is this happening? What has caused an increasing number of black Americans to believe they can rob, beat, and even kill their fellow citizens with ill? with impunity. No doubt there are countless contributing factors from missing fathers to failing schools to social media, but those problems, at least the first two, have existed for quite some time. No, the reason for the sharp jump in violent crime and unhinged behavior on the part of large numbers of primarily young black Americans is the democratic proposition that everything bad that happens to blacks results from racism. As such, blacks are not responsible for their choices. Therefore, they should not be held accountable for their actions. Ronald Reagan once said, if you want more of something, subsidize it. This is what this is precisely what the Democrats have been doing with violent crime. While they are yet not yet directly paying criminal criminals to attack their fellow citizens and rob local businesses, they are subsidizing crime nonetheless. On the one hand, George Soros bad Democrats prosecutors from coast to coast and demonstrating their pro-criminal empowerment bona fides 
by refusing to seek bail for most arrestees, refusing to prosecute countless misdemeanors, and simultaneously undercharging countless violent crimes as said misdemeanors. On the other hand, you have Democrats effectively decriminalizing an entire swath of crimes or eliminating bail for almost every offense. Indeed, the lunatics running Illinois have just passed a law that eliminates bail for virtually every, every offense below first-degree murder and prohibits police from arresting or removing trespassers caught in the act while burglarizing a home or business. That means that if someone breaks into your house in the middle of the night and you call the police first, you'll be lucky given the Democrat defund the police movement if police respond while the trespasser is still there. And second, police are literally no longer allowed to remove them from your home. I don't know about you guys, if I lived in Illinois, I'd be moving the beep out of that state right now. Anyway, moving right along. All of this is happening exactly when America's cultural and political elites are telling young black Americans that the system is rigged against them, that they're incapable of seceding when playing by the rules, that most white people hate them, and that if they break the law, there are no consequences to be had. That is literally a recipe for societal collapse. Today, in Democratic-run America, only the criminals' rights matter, never the victims. And the fact is that most of the victims of this American renaissance of, of violence are, in fact, black Americans. That is, the new rules victimize the very people about whom Democrats pretend to care to accumulate power, Democrats have leveraged the fiction of systemic racism and millions of white supremacists running wild and Americans of all races are paying the price. But this is exactly what happens when politicians pursue policies of balkanization and victimization, setting groups of Americans against one another to achieve power. The Democrats and their grifters partners thrive while all of American citizens suffer. America was founded on the principles that all men were created equal in the eyes of God and in the laws of man. While the execution of those truths has been imperfect from the beginning, it has con it's consistently improved over 200 years, bringing Americans freedom and prosperity unmatched in human history. Those benefits include black Americans who make up fully 8% of American millionaires. In just half a generation, Democrats have undone 200 years of progress and created a violent cage match between demographics and the public square. The results has been a body blow to civil society, mayhem in cities, and blood on the streets, most of it black. Yet somehow black Americans continue to vote Democrat in Stalin-like numbers. Perhaps they should reconsider. Folks, you guys can check that out at American Thinker, AmericanThinker.com, written by Vince Coiner. I've never seen our country so divided. I've never seen so much violence. I've never seen so much um, hatred. I've never seen so many people with a lack of compassion. And uh, it takes me back to the Bible because Jesus told us that's what these days would look like. He told us that um, in the end days there would be, you know parents and would be against their children and children against parents and there would be the love of many would grow cold and uh, we definitely see it happening second timothy chapter three tells us all about what these end times were going to look like and uh, i'm going to pull it up here in my little bible here i'm going to look it up uh second timothy chapter three and um if you guys haven't read that in a while it will definitely speak to you today so let's check it out. 
Titus is pretty good too, following the truth, teaching the right way. So I'm going to read to you guys Second Timothy chapter three, and I'm going to read out of uh, the New Century version. This is out of print. You have to really hunt for it. But I know I have listeners. Um, I have listeners from uh, all over, and uh, I know that it's sometimes if I if I read out of King James, I know that's really hard to understand. It's hard for us to understand that too. But NASB and but anyway, the New Century version is really good. And uh, uh, it's easy to understand. So let's check it out. So in closing, let's read this today. So 2 Timothy chapter 3. So remember this. In the last days, there will be many troubles uh, because people will love themselves, love money, brag, and be proud. They will say evil things against others and will not obey their parents or be thankful or be the kind of people God wants. They will not love others will refuse to forgive, will gossip, it will not control themselves. They will be cruel, will hate what is good, will turn against their friends, and will do foolish things without thinking. They will be conceited, will love pleasure instead of God, and will act as if they serve God, but will not have his power. But will not have his power. Stay away from those people. Some of them go into homes and get control of silly women who are full of sin and are led by many evil desires. These women are always learning new teachings, but they are never able to understand the truth fully. So it goes on to say, um, uh, talks about the obeying the teachers and, of course, uh, our teachings, you know, and the final greetings and good stuff. So you should read Second Timothy. It's very good. But, um, you know, we're living in those days right now. And I don't know about you guys, but I really never thought that I would ever I would ever be here during this time. But. Another good one to read, of course, is First Peter. First and Second Peter are really good as well. And if you really want to know what's coming, read Jude. That's uh, right before the book of Revelation. And Jude was Jesus's half brother, and so it's got a lot of good stuff to um, to soak in. There's very short; it's only one chapter, <laughs> and so. Um, a lot of good stuff there, but it's good. And Second Peter talked a lot about uh, false teachers, and boy, do we see that now. Um, you know, I did write a book. It is on um, Amazon. It's called um, "The Remnant Believers," is what it's called on uh, not Audible, but on Kindle. It's called "The Remnant Believers." In print, it's "The Last Days uh, Remnant Believers," and so uh, the Bible talking about Jesus talked about a remnant of believers during the end time so not a large group that's going to believe the truth of it, but there'll be a remnant and i do believe that the few of us who are looking for the return of jesus christ you know because the bible says to be looking for that glorious appearing and of course for those of us who who are yearning and watching for the appearing of our great god savior jesus christ there's a crown of righteousness for that and so you know christ is going to give us that and so I yearn for his return and um but you know you, you got to get into the word of God as always like I always say get in the word of God let the word of God get into you and um I was thinking today and a, a verse has come right into my mind and it said kill steal and destroy and because I was looking at this at the world and I was looking at all the recalls folks go to the FDA um, if you live in the United States go to the FDA.gov sign up for the recalls you're going to be amazed at how many food recalls are 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 out there um, a lot of them are not put on TV so you really don't know um, but I would go sign up for that so that you'll get alerted and there are tons and tons and tons of food recalls 
And I was sitting here thinking to myself, I'm like, they are destroying the world. They're destroying our food. They're destroying our water, the air that we breathe. And they've been doing it for a very long time. And I was like, well, how could somebody do that? You know, this breaks my heart. Like, why? You know, and that verse popped in my mind. Satan has come to kill, steal, and to destroy. And it's like God was saying, what do you think destroy means? What do you think kill, steal, and destroy meant? And man, I tell you, it stopped me right then. And I thought, wow, that's true. You know, we read these verses. We read his word. And we just kind of skim over this stuff. You know, like, oh, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad in the end days. You know, like I was a kid reading this stuff. In my 20s, I was like, oh, yeah, it's going to, you know. But did I really comprehend what he was telling us? Did I really comprehend? Did we really fathom? Did we really think about it? Because the Bible says to soak in the word of God, to dig in, to study, to meditate on it, to read it, to live it, breathe it. It's our food source, you know. And uh, I'm like, wow, that's right. And so study Bibles, get study Bibles, strong dictionaries, get Hebrew, Greek, whatever you can do and dig, literally dig into the word. Hebrew and uh, Greek are, are fascinating languages because the American language, we can't really compound like the Greek does and the Hebrew does. There's so many different meanings and our English language isn't quite like that. And so that's why we really got to study that. But, you know, it's like he said, what do you, what did you think kill, steal, and, dis and destroy meant? Well, it's given a whole new meaning to what I look out in this world and I see right now. And violence and just, man. But, anyway, guys, as always, I'm going to get off of here. <laughs> but, uh, it says, Jesus will come again, Second Peter. I like this. Let's see, Second Peter chapter 3 says, My friends, this is the second letter I have written you to help your honest minds remember i want you to think about the words the holy prophet spoke in the past and remember the command our lord and savior gave us through your apostles it is most important for you to understand what will happen in the last days people will laugh at you they will live doing the evil things they want to do they will say jesus promised to come again where is he our fathers have died, but the world continues the way it has been since it was made. But they do not want to remember what happened long ago. <clears throat> By the word of God, heaven was made, and the earth was made from water and with water. Then the world was flooded and destroyed with water. And that same word of God is keeping heaven and earth that we now have in order to be destroyed by fire. They are being kept for the judgment day and the destruction of all who are against God. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends, to the Lord. One day is as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slow in doing what he promised. The way some people understand slowness, but God is being patient with you. He does not want anyone to be lost, but he wants all people to change their hearts and lives. And of course, you know, come to Christ. But the day of the Lord will come like a thief. The skies will disappear with a loud noise. Everything in them will be destroyed by fire and the earth and everything in it will be burned up. In that way, everything will be destroyed. So what kind of people should you be? You should live holy lives and serve God as you wait for and look forward to the coming of the day of God. When that day comes, the skies will be destroyed with fire and everything in them will melt with heat. But God made a promise to us and we are waiting for a new heaven and a new earth where goodness lives. Dear friends, since you are waiting for this to happen... 
Do your best to be without sin and without fault. Try to be at peace with God. Remember that we are saved because our Lord is patient. Our dear brother Paul told you the same thing when he wrote to you with the wisdom that God gave him. He writes about this in all his letters. Some things in Paul's letters are hard to understand, and people who are ignorant and weak in faith explain these things falsely. They also falsely explain the other scriptures, but they are destroying themselves by doing this. So he goes on to say, Dear friends, since you already know about this, be careful. Do not let those evil people lead you away by the wrong they do. Be careful so you will not fall from your strong faith, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Glory be to him now and forever. Amen. Folks, get in the word of God. Let the word of God get into you. And as always, Maranatha, Lord Jesus, Maranatha, come quickly, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Thank you guys so much for listening and may God bless each and every one of you. May he give you boldness. And just, I, you know, Heavenly Father, I just, I thank you for everything that you've done for us. I thank you for always watching out for us, for always providing a way for us, for always opening doors for us to walk through, going ahead of us and preparing the way for us and going behind us to protect us. And Father God, I just, I ask that you continue to, to bless each and every one of us. And I pray that you just continue to make ways and, and, and just give us opportunities, Father, to teach and to, and, and to preach your word and to tell people, to tell this lost and dying world about what Jesus Christ has done, the good news, the gospel, that our sins can be forgiven and that we don't have to go to hell because you sent your son to die on a cross. And not only did he die and lived a perfect life, born of a virgin, all man, all God, the Lord Jesus came, lived a perfect life, died on the cross, died in our place, took your wrath, which should have been for us, and that you raised him from the dead three days later. And that he ascended to heaven and sits on the right hand throne of God 40 days later. And Father, we thank you. We just thank you for Jesus Christ. And Jesus, we just thank you for, for being obedient to God. And we just we look forward to the day when you come and take us home. And you come and take us out of this evil, wretched world before you pour your wrath out on it. Christ, we thank you for your promises. For they are all yes and amen. And I just, I just thank you for everything that you've done for us. And Lord God, we pray for the peace in Israel. We pray for the peace in Jerusalem. And Lord, I just pray that if there's anyone here listening to this episode, to this podcast, God, if they do not know you, Father God, I pray that today is the day that they heed the voice of the Holy Spirit and they accept Christ as their Savior. And I ask you all these things in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen.